Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me on the Fox Sports app and at foxsports.com. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA. And that is here. By now, you may have heard Philadelphia 76ers coach Doc Rivers both defending having Joel Embiid still on the floor in the final minutes of their series-clinching blowout of the Toronto Raptors and his record of coaching teams that have blown 3-1 leads in playoff series. Doc may have won the series against Toronto, but it feels like it was costly beyond losing Embiid indefinitely to an orbital bone fracture and concussion in those waning minutes. The marshmallow soft and sweet relationship that Doc has had with the media his entire coaching career appears to be getting crusty and stale, and Doc clearly is not responding well to the difference. The subject of blown series leads was raised because the Sixers, after taking a commanding 3-0 lead in their series with the Raptors, lost the next two games and were suddenly facing a Game 6 in Toronto. They appeared to be barreling toward a collapse of historic proportions. An NBA team has never lost a series after going up 3-0. A total of 146 teams in the league's 75-year history, according to the Sporting News, have gone down 3-0 in a best-of-seven series. Of those 146, 15 have still managed to push the series to six games. Only three have ever pushed it to a seventh. As I said, no one in basketball has ever successfully dug themselves out of a 3-0 hole. Coming back from a 3-1 deficit is a little more common. It has happened 13 times in NBA history. What's interesting is that five of those 13 have occurred in the last seven years. Never have that many happened in that short of a period in NBA history. Doc has blown three 3-1 leads over the course of his career and a span of 19 years with three different teams. 
He did it in 2003 with the Orlando Magic. Again in 2015 with the Los Angeles Clippers. And a second time with the Clippers in 2020 inside the COVID-inspired NBA bubble. So when I say that he's done it with three different teams, obviously the Clippers, the same organization, but they were decidedly different teams in composition. When a reporter brought up that history as the Sixers prepared to face the Raptors in Game 6, Doc said he wished the whole story would be told on those collapses and then cited various details and particulars meant to suggest that the collapses weren't that extraordinary, that circumstances made them far more understandable. Then he back-ended it by saying he accepted responsibility, that he had to be better, even though, essentially... He had just finished putting the blame on a variety of other contributing factors. That, in my book, is not accepting responsibility. Accepting responsibility is talking about what I could have done different or better and stopping there. Because who knows? Maybe if I had done what I could have done different, or in this case, Doc would have done things different, then the other extenuating factors wouldn't have mattered. And Doc never did actually address what he could have done different or what he learned from those situations. That is a question I wish had been asked somewhere along the line. What did you, Doc, learn from those 3-1 collapses that might inform how you approach the next time you're up 3-1 in a series? Now, Doc and I go way, way, way back. I can tell you this. He's always looking ahead for the next thing. I've read that he has an attention deficit disorder. I did not know that. I don't know if that has anything to do with his constantly looking ahead instead of sometimes it would appear at the present or the 3-1 deficits. But he supposedly lined up his TNT broadcasting job while he was wrapping up his playing career. He had done that for a year or two, the TNT broadcasting job, when I got a call from his agent at the time, Warren Legary, who reached out to alert me that Doc was interested in the Warriors head coaching job after P.J. Carlissimo was fired. Now, there wasn't any reasonable expectation from Warren, or I believe probably Doc, that he could get the Warriors job. Simply wanted it known that he was interested in coaching. And from everything that I had seen and heard and knew about Doc, I was good with that. I thought that he had the necessary, the requisite ability. And considering, even with the Warriors, considering how hard P.J. Carlissimo was on the players, I thought Doc actually made sense. I knew by his personality that he would be a player's coach, which I thought at the time was exactly what the Warriors needed. The Warriors were thinking along the same lines, but they hired Dave Cowens instead. Cowens was also a player's coach, had already served as an assistant with the Warriors, and had previous head coaching experience in Charlotte. But by getting his name out there with the Warriors, it ultimately ended up leading to Doc landing the job in Orlando. Now, Doc complaining about unfair treatment by the media is, I believe, a reflection of how the media has treated him his entire coaching career, which is with the softest of velvet gloves. For one very good reason. 
Doc treated the media with the softest of velvet gloves. He was always available. He's always forthcoming, or at least appearing so. It still boggles my mind that he won Coach of the Year as a rookie coach for leading Orlando to a 41-41 and record and failing to make the playoffs with two 42-40 and teams just ahead of him in Milwaukee and Detroit. Now, I believe Detroit changed coaches at the end of that season, so you can understand why they wouldn't have been in the mix. And George Carl was coaching the Bucks to 42-40. and 40. Essentially, it was everybody looked at the other teams around the league. Uh, the Lakers won 67 games that year, but they had Kobe, they had Shaq, so it was not a surprise that they did what they did. Now, still... Doc is the only coach in NBA history to win the Coach of the Year award with a team that did not make the playoffs. That in itself, considering that the media votes on Coach of the Year, that is enough favorable treatment by <sighs> the Inkstain wretches, as we were once called, to last a career. You come out of the gate and you win rookie, uh, Coach of the Year, it kind of sets you up for success. Because I, I attribute his selection that year to his winning personality and the media expecting the Magic to be atrocious. And they weren't. They were mediocre. And as a result, Doc was considered excellent. It's also why he was an extremely popular choice right out of the gate as a TV broadcaster. TNT hired him without any prior experience and after the Magic fired him, Following a 1-10 start in his fifth season, ABC snapped him up and made him part of their number one team, pairing him with the legendary Al Michaels. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, this is uh, after in, in four full seasons with the Magic. He never won more than 44 games and never got out of the first round. You'd think a sweet broadcasting job like that would be hard to leave, especially getting it so instantly. But Doc was already working on his next move, which was coaching the Boston Celtics. Now, he played it as if the Celtics called him out of the blue and offered him the job, and he just couldn't say no because it was the Boston Celtics. That is not how Doc operates. This is he's the innocence of Chris Paul and the innocence of Doc Rivers. I put them in the same camp. Not believable. He may not always be proactive when he's on the sidelines, but when it comes to his career, he is always looking around the corner. And I'm not mad at him for it. I actually admire it. The man, the man has never been out of a job in the NBA, like ever since he entered the NBA as a player in 1983. And this is a one-time All-Star as a player 
and a one-time champion as a coach and a one-time coach of the year. It's incredible. But if you're wondering why no one batted an eye when his name started getting tossed around as a candidate to be the Lakers' next head coach while he was still and still is the coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, (laughs) now you know. He did the same when the writing was on the wall in Boston. The Clippers actually had to give the Celtics a draft pick in order to hire him because Doc had three years left on his contract. The same thing happened when he saw the axe ready to fall in L.A. Three days after being fired, he signed a five-year deal with the Sixers. The media reports had the 76ers swooping in to get him, which just tickles me. As if Doc was playing hard to get, or as if he didn't help orchestrate the entire move. You don't become available and in three days get hired. Not to a five-year deal. It's a little bit like the free agents who are signed to mega contracts minutes after free agency opens. You think the those contracts were negotiated, that those deals were nailed like within the seconds or minutes after the, <laughs> after the deadline uh, passes or free agency opens? No. Now, Doc was always good to me. So I've never had any quarrel with him. When I flew into Boston to do a piece on Rajan Rondo, we actually went out to dinner. He's always said hello when we've crossed paths and at least pre-COVID, anytime I needed to pull him aside for a few one-on-one questions, he was always accommodating. He was lauded for how he managed the Clippers in the midst of owner Donald Sterling being exposed and ultimately kicked out of the league. And from all accounts, he was indeed a steadying hand and a voice of comfort for a lot of people in the organization. There's just one nagging question I have. Why he went to work for Donald in the first place, if he was so offended by Donald's racism. It's not as if people in the league weren't well aware of who Donald was and how he operated. Why did Doc look the other way on all that and take the job anyway? There might have been good reason, but... I'd like to hear it. And that's why I felt somewhere along the line he changed. Or something changed. Or maybe the veneer just wore thin. The disappointing finishes piled up. It's not as if he's ever been treated harshly or unfairly by the media, as I've noted. Not like Quinn Snyder got getting dragged by the TNT crew the, after the Jazz lost their series to the Dallas Mavericks. Snyder was getting killed because he kept Rudy Gobert on the floor and Dallas went to a small lineup of essentially five three-point shooters, assuring that they'd always have one open because Gobert was not going to go toe the three-point line to defend somebody. And also, he couldn't because that would have left the middle wide open. And that's my point. It ignores that Snyder couldn't take Gobert off the floor as suggested because then, then the Mavs would have been driving past his old slow-footed perimeter players for layups and kick-out threes. No, all Doc has had to endure are a few reporters having the audacity to ask him a probing question or two about why he has had the horses to take 3-1 leads three times with three different teams and yet couldn't close the deal with three shots at it each time. And now we're in a place where he compares himself to Greg Popovich, 
asking a reporter, and I can't remember what the question was, but Doc was offended by that one too and, and, and went back at the reporter saying, would you ask the same question of Greg Popovich? What troubles me with his recent sniping is that he tried to rewrite history to change the narrative on his past collapses. The Magic didn't blow a 3-1 lead to the eventual, eventual champion Pistons that year, as he suggested. The Pistons won it the following year, and only after they acquired Rasheed Wallace. The Pistons were actually led by Ben Wallace, and he was playing on a bad ankle coming into that series. Doc happened to have the best player in the series. And you know the old line. Most people go with, in terms of who they're going to pick in a series, who has the best player. Well, Doc had it. Tracy McGrady. He actually sat him the last game of the regular season to avoid number two seed the New Jersey Nets, which was loaded with Jason Kidd and Kenyon Martin and Kerry Kittles and Richard Jefferson. Doc wanted to face the Pistons in the first round because they weren't considered nearly as good. He's massaging the 2015 face plan against the Rockets as well. He said Chris Paul didn't play in that series, played, didn't play two games in that series and was playing on one, one leg. Chris Paul played the last five games of that series, which was tied 1-1 after he missed the first two. And then there's the bubble, where he never adjusted. Even though Montrez Harrell was woefully out of shape, grandmother unfortunately died, Montrez left the bubble, mourned her, got there late, was nowhere close to the Montrez that you'd seen during the regular season. Lou Williams, of course, Lemon Pepper Lou, decided to leave the bubble and also had a family, I believe there was a family issue, but uh, or that that was the explanation slash excuse, but was seen at a strip club, and as a result, he wasn't the same player. Made it clear that his head was not in trying to win a championship in the bubble. Both of them were disasters, and yet Doc never m- moved in another direction, never changed his rotations for the most part even though they were nowhere close to their regular season selves now if he had lost the series to the raptors i could already hear the jokes doc is petitioning the league to go back to a best of five series format because he doesn't know how to get four wins what's the heaviest object in the world three wins in doc rivers hands And why did Doc Rivers struggle in school? Because he can't count to four. Whatever. I wouldn't have told those jokes, but we know how social media is. We know how Twitter is. Those and worse would have been coming his direction. He avoided that. Now, I will be interested to see how the Sixers' upcoming series with the Miami Heat plays out now that Embiid's status is tenuous. There are reports that he could be back for Game 3 because the fracture is not as severe as the last one he suffered, which required surgery. It's the concussion that has him ruled out of Game 1 and presumably Game 2, since Joel did not fly with the team to Miami. And as you probably know, Doc was as defensive about his decision to have Joel in the game as he was about his blown 3-1 series leads. 
He argued that the Raptors still had their starters in and that most coaches play their starters longer in playoff games than the regular season. All of which is true, but it doesn't take into account that this is Embiid we're talking about. A player with a history of injuries who was already playing with a bad thumb. That changes the equation. That begs for different protocol than what anyone, everyone, might traditionally do. The greatest issue I have, though, is that Doc took part in a Netflix Netflix series called The Playbook, in which coaches share their formulas for success in sports and in life. It's a documentary series. Doc is credited with having five rules for coaches. The second one is, don't be a victim. I can't speak for anyone else, but whether it's the pop comment or the 3-1 alibis or his explanation why Joel was still in the game, Doc sounds as if he's not following his own rules. All right, that does it for this episode of On the Ball on the United WeCast Network. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I am thinking right now that the next episode will be on Draymond Green. A look at his flagrant two foul on Brandon Clark in game one. Seems to be some dispute over whether he deserved it or not. And what I am seeing of this Draymond Green versus the Draymond Green that I first saw came coming into the league. I was a sideline reporter for NBC Bay Area on Warriors games when Draymond first showed up. This is not quite the same Draymond. There's similarities, but not quite the same. We'll get into all of that in the next episode. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.